this is Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com. Uh, I'm back and I'm here to introduce uh, the 45th instalment of New Music Saturday this year, or at least part one of it. And on this week's episode, or on this week's part one rather, uh, we've got first of all an interview with Without Andrew, who are kind of a resident uh, New Music Saturday band. We've had them on in various combinations lots of times over the last few years. Fantastic pop punk kind of emo all sorts of stuff in that genre or that uh, area uh, kind of band and um and we have a lot of fun we do the uh without andrew famous musical andrews quiz something i'm quite proud of came up with it about half an hour before we went on air and had to go and research the musical andrews don't tell them that uh, that was fun and uh, we also play some awesome music we talk about cups um there's quite a bit about cups towards the end of that interview um, and then there's a whole load of great tunes as well and part one is honestly absolutely brilliant there is brilliant there is heavy there is beautiful and that's probably all you need to know so i hope you enjoy it as much as we did we'll be back to part two uh, very shortly if you're listening to this live uh or you know live ish then part two will be up soon if you're listening to this in the future part two is probably already there but check out part one first because you're gonna absolutely love it as always thank you for listening thanks for checking it out thanks for sharing it with your mates keep doing all that good stuff uh, and uh, enjoy part one of this week's LMS. This is Mountain from Counterintelligence. Make sure you check out New Music Saturday. Hi, this is Rich from the band We Three Kings. You're listening to New Music Saturday with the legends Dr. Bones and Mike Five. So you know what to do. Turn it up. It makes sense. Let's go. Freaking stage. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I don't want to lie to you, boys. Uh, six days a week, the place is a hockey rink. Yeah, well, this is a rock concert, not the bleeding splish splash show. Everybody's naughty and freeze finish. Welcome to New Music Saturday. Myself, Dr. Bones, and of course, my partner, Kermit Tarsaby, which they were, Mike Five. What's happening, Mike? Good evening, brother. 
<laughs> Sorry, just laughing about something completely separate. <laughs> uh, good evening. Do you know what, mate? Right, I haven't told you this yet, but um, I'm one of these people that uh, doesn't believe Christmas starts until the first of December usually, yep. right? Yep. And I'm, I'm a real stickler for it. But obviously, because 2020 has been a complete shit show, we're buying a Christmas tree tomorrow, and I'm quite excited. We've already watched one Christmas film. It's great. Uh, so yeah, I'm in. The, I'm in a festive mood. I'm even oh. wearing my red jumper, which is very Christmassy. <laughs> Well, man, we, we, we got our tree last week because uh, I believe the M's exact words were, if we don't get a real tree or a fake tree up by this weekend, I'm going to lose my mind. So, <laughs> so it's like, okay, yep, no, no, no problem. So, Fair play. Yeah, yeah. But it looks damn good, man. I mean, granted, she did most of it. I, I put it up in the stand, but she kind of decorated the whole thing. So, you know. <laughs> man, I saw your tree. It looks absolutely gorgeous. First, no, it's nice because it's the first uh, real tree she's ever had. I mean, it's been 20 years for me, so it's it's nice and Thankfully, the cats yeah. are leaving it alone. The dogs aren't really bothering with it, so we're good. Happy days. Happy but, days. man, let's welcome our musical guests because they have a brand new album uh, that's going to be out or is out already called I'll Drink to That. Welcome Without Andrew. Yo. Hello. So, guys, what's happening? What's going on? Like, this new album, uh, like you guys put, should have been out six months old because, because of the pandemic. Now it's out. So, um, how, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of a dumb question. Because, like, well, how did it delay it? It was like, well, I guess recording time there. So, maybe a dumb question. Maybe we start off with a different question. Like, like we'll run back to that we've run out. But, so. <laughs> But anyway, this new album, man, like it's awesome. Like it's something off here, Matt. I've listened to this album like I don't know how many times uh, on, on the way to and from work, and I love it. So let's get down to, to, to the to bare bones here. Uh, when you guys put together, you, you have done a few singles uh, that are on the album like a few months ago. Now, what was the build up to this album? What was kind of the, we'll call it the mindset behind this album? Um, that that's that's a tricky question because obviously. I don't know if you've noticed, Danny, but um, like Find a Way came out a year ago tomorrow. Yep. So like, there's been a like the lead up to this album was more, like 15 months ago, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think we just had lots of songs and they were good, and we felt we kind of captured everything that we did. Like there's uh, some more light-hearted stuff, uh, some punkier stuff some sadder stuff and some emo stuff. So I just think it was like the quintessential without Andrew album. That doesn't even sort of really cover all of the stuff we cut out either. Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah. please, please enlighten us, Danny. Go ahead. Yeah, so the album started off with 21 tracks. And then Sam was like, that's too many. I'm not playing the launch show where we have to remember 21 new tracks. <laughs> did it did get cut down to 21 at first? It was something else like 25 and then we like cut it down and then we were like, right, what else can we show? That, that does sound about right, actually. <laughs> it, was, it was basically two albums worth of songs, like, and we'd been like, yeah, this is the album. And then yeah. Sam was like, no, not enough. We, we could have probably split it into a double album if I wasn't so stubborn. I was like, I want to put it all up now. You could have actually got three pretty decent sized EPs out of it. Yeah, true. But we would have, <laughs> I would have written another two albums by the time yeah. we released them all. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've got that, I think we might have talked about this before in terms of the process but it's really hard when you've got that many songs like I, I find in the bands I've been in in my past I've either got not enough songs 
uh, and that's really frustrating because then you write some that are a bit rubbish to fill things or I've got too many songs and then it's really difficult because you kind of love most of them you know maybe there's one that's obviously rubbish but generally you kind of they're your babies right so how do you choose how did you cut it down to a mere what is it 14 or so <laughs> um, 17 17 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there's actually quite a few on there anyway isn't there I was listening to it earlier, yeah. So, yeah so how did you cut it down um, didn't we oh go on you can take it one Basically, we all go, these are the songs we like, and Matt goes, nah, this one's better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do remember, like, we, we do kind of have a few that we're like, oh, I'd really like this one on. And then we kind of just have some lists that we kind of go, we, we like, really good, pretty good, and then not for me kind of thing. Oh, nice. That we nice. kind of cross-reference, and then a lot of the time, Sam, like... We, we go to Sam and go, so this is what we think the album should be. And Sam's like, yeah, I like that. Or I don't like that. After we've already done that kind of pre-vetting process. <laughs> well, man, um, I'm glad Mike asked that question because I was kind of curious too. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny that you, you say how you separate the songs into like certain categories. Uh, just because um, back in Motown, Motown days, uh, when they re- record uh, a new song, is they know they all get together. Like it's the time of like Stevie Wonder, and uh, no, um, <clears throat> but they what they do is that they say, okay, well, would you pay a dollar if if, if uh, this was a sandwich? Would you pay a dollar for a sandwich? And if they said no. They'd read the song again or rework it somehow. Really? Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, that was about three years ago. Now I went to it. It was in it was in Michigan, and since my parents, well, my dad's there. Uh, we got to visit it, and uh, it's it's hit town USA, and man, I was like a kid in a candy store, you know, it just, all the cool, like, uh, Motown artists that ever recorded, recorded there, and they did so much uh, stuff, that, uh, so much stuff there, you know, um, I know later on years, but Michael Jackson re- recorded there too, and it just, it just really cool stuff, and they was like, that's amazing, yeah, and that's what they used to do, is like, okay, okay, well, would you pay a dollar for the sandwich? Yes? Okay, we'll keep it. Nope, we'll redo it. Start again. Uh, That's interesting. Do you think, would a dollar for a sandwich have been a lot then? Yeah, well, that was like 65. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. but I'm not very good. I never can work these things out. So that's what, like a $5 sandwich now? If not more. Yeah, with inflation, probably. And what's what's the average <laughs> what's the average sandwich value? I mean, can I only know it in the UK? I don't know if it's comparable. Like, is that is that a lot? Uh, well, no, that's actually pretty cheap, man. Because if you go to like like a, a a franchise, you know, you're gonna pay at least eight bucks for a foot long, and I don't tell you what franchise that one is, right? So, yeah. Well, um, doesn't it? What's the contest of the sandwich? Though there's a lot of there's so many levels to this question. <laughs> oh, oh man, I, I I just went by what the tour guide told us, you know. So oh my God. I know. I don't mean to get philosophical with it, but it's like, what's the bread? Is it vegan? Are the are the fillings are the are the dressings to the fillings are a dessert. It's not a simple question. But but, a, no, but, ah. but maybe that's the that's the thing, isn't it? It's like that is does the song represent good value for money if it was a sandwich? So your fillings are probably dictated by the type of track it is, the instrumentation, the you know the way you've put it together. It's probably a whole. You could you could probably cross reference a lot of that. Every trumpet yeah. is a bit of lettuce. And and, <laughs> uh, and, and I'd say sixties plus probably a bit more basic. They weren't exactly concerned with veganism and vegetarian stuff at the time. It wouldn't. That's matter. true. So, yeah. <laughs> so, all I know they might not have even bothered with the lettuce. They might have just like slapped some meat and some bread and gone. It's the nineteen sixties. Deal with it. 
Yeah, all I know is it's making me hungry. I think I know what we should call the next album now. Go on. Every bit is a bit of lettuce. <laughs> so this is my official statement to find a new bassist. Uh... <laughs> I think every trumpet is a bit of lettuce is the best album name ever. So I am a little bit biased. Uh, I, I raise, I raise that. Um, you can't call an album complex. That is my raise. Oh man, you know what? I, I got one even better because if you remember, uh, Matt, a couple interviews ago, we were talking about uh, just like good like punk song names that we came up with that we hadn't written nothing to yet and one was little picker shithead right and <laughs> but the other one the other one the other one i saw i was saw like I, I thought of because i saw the episode was like that's pretty good is uh uh the simpsons when he's got uh he's got the 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 well the the pretty um co-worker and they, they go do that uh thing capital city mindy you know and they Mindy. go the, the, oh, right, but right, but the restaurant they go to is called Madam Chaos, but C A O apostrophe S. It's like yeah. that'd be a pretty badass name for a punk tune, man. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I've, I've actually started episode. working on one. So hopefully in the next like week or so, I'll have someone out to to, to, to send over to you and see what you think. <laughs> Oh, Mandy, you came and you brought me a turkey. Either you're not doing it with a woman named Mindy or a guy named Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, Bainsey. Yes. Can I, can I introduce my uh, surprise feature? By all means, go for it. So I thought to myself earlier, we've had Matt from Without Andrew on the show a few times now. We've asked him lots of questions and we don't want long-time listeners to, you know, get fed of us always using the same format. Not that they would because we're amazing. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but what I thought I'd do is I would create, and I want each of you guys to, to write down the answers to this. I'm going to create a Mr. Without Mrs. Andrew. <laughs> no, so, no, no, no. So I'm going to get Baines involved as well. It's a Without Andrew pub quiz style um, kind of mini competition. Uh, and it's called Without Andrew, the famous musical Andrews quiz. Okay, <laughs> so, so we've got five questions. All of them are about people in music called Andrew. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, okay. I know. I, I, I think it's like, <laughs> So if you're listening at home, obviously you can play along. Um, so all you got to do five questions. Write down the answers, and then I'll give the answer at the end, and we'll we'll see who wins the prize. And the prize will be, um, well, it's a Christmas. It it? So what do we say? The prize will be, we'll give five pounds to a charity of the winner's choice. Let's do that, shall we? I, I, was okay. gonna say, I was gonna say a date with Mike, but you know, like... or a date with me. Yeah. If yeah. Come on, you like sunsets? What more do you want? <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> um, all right, let's do it. I just realised I just cost myself a fiver because I can't win it, can I? It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. All right, so question one in the Without Andrew, the famous musical Andrews quiz. Is everyone ready? Have you got pens, paper, laptops, whatever yeah. you're going to write down? <laughs> okay, so which famous Andrew, I should say some of these questions are harder than others. Which famous Andrew raised in Michigan? And the reason I put this in, by the way, is because Bones is originally from Michigan, so I thought he might know. Which famous Andrew raised in Michigan released his debut solo album in 2001, and on it came the singles Party Hard, and we want fun. Oh, I nice. I was actually, uh, yeah, I was thinking this one. Awesome, nice. <laughs> right, no answers out loud. Just write them down. Nope. And okay, yep, quick, quick fire, quick Sam. fire. Question two. <laughs> Question two. Sam loves that artist. I know. Okay. I <laughs> Question two. Andy Brown 
has been a member of the world famous band Status Quo since 1976. But do you know what instrument or instruments he plays? And he actually plays a few, so I'll give you a point if you get any of them right. <clears throat> All right. Question three. Andrew Wood was the lead singer in the influential rock band Mother Love Bone. Uh, his members also included Bruce Fairweather, who was in Green Wither, uh, Green, Green, Wither Green River, Green uh, Stone yeah. Gossard and Jeff Ammon here in Pearl Jam, Greg Gilmore, who was in 10 Minute Warning with Duff McKagan. I only found that out today. I didn't realise that was in. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, anyway, so Andrew was in uh, the band called Mother Love Bone. What fruit shares a name with their only album? What fruit shares a name with their only album? <clears throat> question four. <laughs> serious stuff you weren't expecting this way. Uh, question four. Which famous pop group was Andrew Ridgely a member of? Oh. There's, um, a, there's a Christmas theme here. No, it's not a theme. In that question, there's a slight Christmas theme. Which Andrew? Andrew Ridgely. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And then number five. Last question. And then we'll take up the scores. Which famous Andrew wrote the score for... Evita, The Phantom of the Opera, and Cats. Oh, awesome. Easy. That one's an easy one just because my parents. <laughs> I told you some were easier than others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, have you got all five answers? Does anyone want me to repeat any of the questions? No, I'm good. We're good? Okay, right. Yeah. Now, you've got to, I can't, obviously, I can't prove that you've got an honest thing going on here. So you've got to mark your own scores and tell me honestly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. The winner gets uh, five of my finest English pounds <laughs> for charity of their choice. Uh, all right. So, question one Which famous Andrew Raised in Michigan released his debut album in 2001, which had the uh, lead singles Party Hard and We Want Fun? Shout out your answers. Andrew WK. Andrew WK. Congratulations, everyone. Okay, good. Oh, I saw him uh, live right. too, so. <laughs> Question two. Andy Brown has been a member of the world-famous band Status Quo since 1976. Do you know what instrument he plays? Bass and synth. Bass and synth. That was a good I, I wrote guitar, bass, keyboard, vocals because I don't know what <laughs> I, 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 I had bass, I drum, is the drummer. I I put is bass the drum, and keyboards. Okay, I'm going to give Dr. Baines the point. Um, so he's mostly the keyboard player. He plays a bit of rhythm guitar, a bit of harmonica, and does a bit of backing vocals, but he's the keyboard player, really. So synth, I'm not going to count. I don't think keys was in your four, was it, Danny? It was. Oh, it was. <laughs> all, right, you get, oh, all right, you get a point as well, but I can't count synth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> keyboard and vocals. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hang on, so yeah, so Dr. Bones and Danny get a point. That's what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. Right, which famous pop group was Andrew Ridgely a member of? Yeah, I don't buy, I didn't write anything. <laughs> Did anyone write anything? No one knows that. No. I think you've skipped the question. Have I? Oh, shit. No, yeah. Number three. Oh, no, I have. Five. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right, okay. I wouldn't have worked with it. What fruit does the Mother Love Bone album share a name with? I guess. <laughs> I Did you guess? I put mango. Mango, good guess, but wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I drew a blank. I completely blanked. Like, oh, I, I'm just going to keep a mad season, keeps on popping in my head for whatever reason. So Orange. Oh, uh, no, it was Apple. Also, Apple, of course, also begins with an A, like Andrew. And this is the famous Andrew's quiz. Oh. So you could have tenuously guessed that. Oh, there's no, there's a coincidence. Totally <laughs> <for that>. um, <laughs> Yeah, 
that's yeah. But um, do you know what? Right, I didn't know that. Um, I thought it was just called Mother Love Bane, but there is a sort of compilation that was put together two years after he died that was called Mother Love Bane, and it had some demos and or like stuff they'd recorded, but wasn't on the album and stuff from the album. I didn't realise. Um, which famous pop group was Andrew Ridgely famously a member of? They did Last Christmas. Wow. Wham, yeah, but no, yeah. Got that. Uh, yeah, and which famous Andrew wrote the score for Vita, Phantom of the Opera, Lloyd and Webber. Cats? Yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd, Lloyd Webber. Webber. Congratulations, congratulations. Uh, Danny, what was your score? Uh, the, the last two questions I just wrote, fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, so two. Two, all right, Matt, what was your score? Three. Three, Bonesy? I got three as well. Three, oh, oh, we could do £2.50 each to a charity of your choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit mean, isn't it? I'm going to give the point to our guest. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't, but um, I can I can give you a tiebreaker. Right? So the first person to shout the answer out of the two of you wins this, okay? <laughs> what is the name of the new Without Andrew album? Oh, oh I'll, I'll do that. that. Okay, Matt, you definitely got there first. It is your album, so I would expect that. How dare you be your new album such? <laughs> That's a pretty good tiebreaker, I think. Yeah. Okay, so let, let me know. Have you got charity in mind? Uh, there's a um, uh, pen, pen, I'm pen, uh, animal uh, hot house thing. There's an animal list that looks after... Brilliant. Send it to me. Oh, yeah. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. Thank you for being excellent sports. Uh, we can crack on with the rest of the interview now. I enjoyed that. I hope you did as well. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> so, um, this is the, this is a quick try talk. It's going to do with music, but just, just, this is just because this annoy, annoy me. So, uh, Mike, I'm not sure, Matt, you know, but Mike, you know about one of my neighbors across the street. So right. he bit of a pain. Anyways, point being is Thursday night. I'm going into my overnight, and I'm a few minutes behind, but not enough to be late. I still get enough time to get there, no problem. So, no, I get my stuff in my car, leave the drive side door open, go back in the house, uh, say goodbye to Tim and the dogs and everything else, and then turn and go outside. It's like you gotta be kidding me. His truck's parked like right in front of my driveway, so I barely have any space to pull out. I'd have to go up in the curb and over to get it, get around. I was like, okay, I am not dealing with this right now. So. What I did is like I was just a little irritated, but you know, hit the horn a bunch of times. It's like it's like move your effing truck, move your effing truck, and it's like it's like it's like are you drunk again? Blah blah blah, and then laid on the horn, and he's waddling back to his truck to move the truck. Gets in the truck, hits the gas, backs about half a foot, but super quick, and then goes to pull in his driveway and jumps the curb and almost to the side of the house. We pull the driveway. It's like, oh my god! But the entire time I was like. On the horn, I didn't come off the horn for a good solid two minutes. <laughs> like, and, wow. and only because we've had minor issues back and forth the past. It's been pretty good for a while, but it's like, it's like, no, 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 I am not dealing with this. I did, I could do the best way I know how. And funny enough, one of uh, my coworkers uh, lives uh, just up the street, so not too far. So let's say maybe a maybe not even two minute walk. So you cross the street and go up about six, seven houses, right? That sort of thing. And I saw her the next morning when I was done and she was coming into work. She goes, uh, 
says, uh, says uh, I heard the commotion that last night. He's like, oh, you heard that, did you? She says, well, yeah, because I heard the honk, the, the, the horn honking. So, because I went out for a smoke, and as soon as I heard the first yell, it's like, I knew it was you right away. It's like, <laughs> and it's, it's like, you know what? The intent was to make a scene just to kind of get a point across. <laughs> Excellent. So, I know it's a quick uh, sidetrack, but uh, it was definitely worth telling. Was the... Um... Was the neighbor's name Andrew? Because then we could talk about it. No, and, oh, unfortunately, no, no, it's, it's not. Uh, you really, really reaching out you with this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of five questions to ask our musical guest in a couple of weeks. He's called Manipulon. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do that. Might <laughs> 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 have to scrap this feature. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Well, you never know. Like, we can, we can potentially work it in. So back to music, back to the album. Sidetrack long enough that that was a pretty quick one, which it was. So it's good. So um, the layout of the album, because I mean, you guys said he initially had twenty-one songs, he narrowed down to seventeen. Now, when you put those seventeen songs together, uh, like uh, together, did you have a certain idea in mind of which song was going to follow the next one? Like, was there like a theme, or was it, you know what? It just because it sounds good, so I love the tapering, or whatever the case may be, it's kind of put them uh, uh, systematically. Um. I think we kind of try and get it to flow is the best way I can say it. Like we kind of do it in an order. Then we'll all throw it on our iPhones and be like, yeah, this works after this one. This doesn't. I mean, I felt like it was like an issue at one point. I mean, like um, something after my goth girlfriend at one point, it was like too sad or something. I don't know. I can't remember. We've had it for so long. (laughs) (laughs) I think there was, um, it was a few songs straight away where Matt was like, right, these two need to go together, those three need to go together, and then we sort of tried to space things out, like, in the sort of musicality of it, so we'd keep, like, a light feel and a heavy, and then a heavy flow afterwards. Mm. And we try not to get all the depressing ones together and break <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to be, too, uh, like, four or five songs in, it's like... Well, well, there goes my day. <laughs> yeah, can we save so, that for my solo EPs? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, you you know, know it's a bad day if you even go in there. Instead of, you know, how uh, Faith No More had that album, uh, that EP called Songs to Make Love To, this would be like, <clears throat> songs to get pressed to or songs to ruin your day, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do remember... Gonna... Oh, God. No, 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 go on, go on. I was say, I do remember, like, having... Welcome Home, which is the first track, was always kind of, I know in my mind it was always like an intro track, and I know Danny agreed with it when he first heard it with like the kind of like really nice clean guitars, it's like very calm and pretty, and then it's just like, ah! <laughs> you know what, I was asking that when he says, like, I know Welcome to Your Raps, you're right, that's a great starter, good kick off the album. Thank you. Mike? That's a classy team. Well, I was actually going to ask Danny about um, his solo stuff, just to sidetrack slightly, <laughs> because um, <clears throat> I sort of uh, I, I did what I think is called an Ed Balls, where I, I typed in your name earlier into what I thought was Skype to try and find you, and actually it was just into Google, and then your YouTube channel came up, and I was like, oh, that's probably the same guy, and there's some solo stuff. I didn't actually get a chance to listen to because I was literally on the call with these guys while I was doing it, but um, I didn't realise you had a solo thing, so I just wondered if you wanted to plug it quickly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm currently trying to work on new stuff, but I'm kind of in a point where I'm like, I don't know what genre to do, because I like a lot of different things at the moment, like acoustic emo, like emo rap, pop punk, bit of heavier stuff, and I'm like, which one do I want to do for my next EP? 
so far it's just been like really acoustic, emo, sad, I'll make you depressed sort of music. Brilliant. Which is all available on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> For your listening pleasure. I'll just I'll just throw uh, my solo EP is also available on Spotify. <laughs> I didn't know you had a solo EP. Yeah, I, I dropped it like last month or the month before. It's difficult because I do so many bands as well. Like I've got a bit of what without Andrew Murder on the Waves, uh, Pinhead Larry and the Super Quences. Isn't Pinhead Larry the SpongeBob one? <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got the biscuit songs. We've got a SpongeBob yeah, uh, EP. Well, we need to release. What happened, to, what got, happened to Squidward? <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've got we're working on the third one at the moment, which is sort of interesting songs. What about the Flying Dutchman? Uh, <laughs> one's currently called "I Think I'm Going Bald," which is, <laughs> is a fun one at the moment. <laughs> so obviously, you guys are both doing lots of stuff. Have you found yes. it easier or harder to do that? with obviously the various lockdowns and restrictions and things like that because i guess on the one hand if you're not touring with the band you can be in other bands but then it's harder to get together and write stuff isn't it um well it's been a bit of a whirlwind whirlwind of a year for me because i lost my job due to covid oh, oh shit man, man. sorry <laughs> so that kind of threw me off off the rails a little bit uh and i've had i've ended up going self-employed with my photography oh nice yeah, so I've kind of made a good thing out of it, and I'm starting to get back into the groove of things with life now. But I'm now at a point where I have a lot more free time and a lot of time to myself, so I can actually put more into music now than I could before. Right. Because I've got a job now that doesn't absolutely destroy my soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's a Which... positive thing. When the new album drops, you'll be able to hear about the, the job that destroyed my soul in my new song. Fuck my job. <laughs> see, 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 I'm bringing it back round. Yeah. That, that, that's why I've been debating doing an OnlyFans, you know? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people seem to make good money of it, so I want to give it a shot, right? <laughs> you can find me I on know. Linktree at... Do- no, okay. No, Just a joke. <laughs> That's the joke. I feel uh, like it both minds because it's been easier because it's been a lot more free time. Like I did my solo EP, like I did it like in a week, pretty much. Uh, mm. But then I also really enjoy like being in the room with people and like having an energy with people. Or as uh, Danny said when we were we were doing like a Zoom recording session, he says it's the energy is me being able to take the instrument off someone and go play it like this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah, and force the camera to the computer screen. It's like, no, 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 stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the singer does that to me all the time. I'm like, you fucking play <laughs> There's also probably the fact that Matt can no longer, like, just slam his hand down on the strings of the bass and go, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's a lot more creative freedom. <laughs> like, do it again, but not shit. Yeah, I, I literally have to say that. I'm like, Right, do it. Just do it better, or, or like <laughs> not those notes, just different ones. <laughs> I like the notes, but I don't like the order. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I like the bass sound of the bassist. Give it here. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a great key, but can you play it in the key of the song? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How, how Have you been nicely? listening in on our recording sessions? Yeah, yeah, I've been zoom bombing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, with that, um, since we've been uh, talking kind of that sort of thing, 
this is not exactly about that situation, but I uh, you know you, you, you find a way with stuff you do. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> so here we go with Without Andrew, the song called Find a Way off the new album. I'll drink to that. Dig this. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, 
first of all, I'm going to berate Dr. Baines for stealing what the band comparison, because I was definitely going to say this reminds me of The Offspring. Uh-huh. And now I just sound really unoriginal. So cheers, Baines. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's like, here's why you're wrong. It's like, <laughs> 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 no, do you know what? I was, um, so my four month old baby really likes um, early 2000s. Uh, kind of um, punk and indie music for some reason. Like, I tried to get him into Motorhead and he's kind of, he's all right for a song and then he's, he's a bit like, nah. But if you put like Conspiracy of One by The Offspring on or anything by the Dandy Warhols or just anything from that era, he'll sit there for the whole album and just kind of, like, rock about and enjoy it. So uh, I was listening to um, Conspiracy of One a million miles away and it occurred to me as I was listening to it, I was like, this sounds a bit like Without Andrew. And then I was like, that's probably the other way around, isn't it? It's probably that Without Andrew sounds a bit like the Osprey. Um, but yeah, this is a good example of, of Maybe. you know, there's less woe woe woes. We should tweet noodles and ask them, eh? Without Andrew. Yeah, we should. We totally should. Was that album influenced by a band that didn't exist when you wrote it? Yeah, exactly. You'll probably say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely a bit of that. I absolutely love it. it. You know, it's a great tune. I can't believe it was a year ago it came out. To be honest with you, um, that kind of shows how crazy the whole year's been. But I'm so pleased that the album is now. Is the album out or is it nearly out? Because I've been listening to it on Google Drive. Three days. Yeah, December, December first it drops. Right. Okay. Okay. I knew it was around now, but I couldn't remember where. Same um, here. I, could, I, I, I should have looked it up. I would have figured it out, but I didn't because I was doing other stuff free for the show. So I'm saying we're actually we're, we're pretty lucky. People are in for a real treat then. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's seriously good. Um, now that it's kind of there or thereabouts, have you guys got a favourite track? I probably asked you this at different points during different interviews. But have you got a favourite track today? Uh, either or both of you. Uh, for me, I'd say Feel Something. Okay. And it's just because it's it's really the sort of music I listen to. is like channeled into that song and it's really sort of good charlatan. And I just I just love nice. that sort of early 2000s pop punk vibes. Um, You'd get on really well with my four month old. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Same> oh dear. <laughs> I didn't mean, that sounded like an insult. I didn't mean that to be an insult. <laughs> uh, it's tough for me because it's always like fleeting in between. It just like depends on my vibes. Um, vibes. Uh, I don't know. I really, um, really need to cut it out at the moment. Just like kind of like, oh, yeah. kind of like darker, almost edgier, kind of like heavier emo, especially with the. The second verse with the nice, like, chromatic descending guitar and like the high vocals and the screams. Yeah, I dig that song. I like that. I think that's an interesting choice as well because it's quite. Wow, it's quite. It stands out, doesn't it? Because it's got the chromatics and stuff in it because it's a slightly mm. style. But then I say that, and as I say that, I hesitate because actually there's a whole load of different styles. It's, you do kind of sound like. You always sound like you guys, but doing anything in that kind of, you know, alternative punky genre which goes from emo all the way through to punk. yeah there's a whole range of stuff but you definitely got your own sound in it which is cool in fact i will throw a denial in there as well like formerly frigid like denial i just love that like i think it's a great song from sam it's got like little kind of almost like motley crew vibes at times okay right, right. like very very i love it especially the really high like pitched metal scream at the end nice nice which i say because i did <laughs> um, <laughs> Danny, it's your first time on the show, I believe. Is that, yeah. Am I right in saying that? I've oh, done no, two. 
You've done two. Yeah, don't you remember when he was at he was at Matt's house? Remember the ukulele, the dog. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the time yeah, before that, we were all together in the car, like yeah, trying to fight. Yeah, for oh, but arrival. you weren't on camera then, so I didn't. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't see you then. You'll have to excuse my co-host; he's a little slow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Now I, remember, I distinctly remember the ukulele. Yeah. Um, I forgot about the time in the car. Oh, in that case, the question I was going to ask you is irrelevant. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I was just, I was, yeah, I was going to ask you who your favourite NMS host was. <laughs> <laughs> if I can still ask you now that you've talked to us three times, it's me, the answer's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm refusing to take part. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like selfish choices, it's just too difficult. Yeah, just just just, just re- 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 recuse yourself from the situation, right? So, yeah, yeah. that seems sensible. What's that? Sorry, that seems sensible. Yeah. So, well, you asked the question, so this is all on you, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's better than the um, what my little party character do you identify yeah. the most. <laughs> That was a good question, yeah. From 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember your answer to that. Neither can I. <laughs> no, I, 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 mean, I remember that we were all Googling the characters. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I got a mysterious, well, it wasn't mysterious, but I got a, <clears throat> I thought it was mysterious tweet earlier um, from, uh, from our friend One Blind Mouse. Um, Stu, I think he's up in Scotland somewhere, and um, he said um, something about uh, I can't remember something about. I'm not sure that I'd want to come around your house because I said something about the way I categorize CDs recently. I really disagreed. <laughs> he said I'm not sure I'd ever want to come around your house. And then I put up this punk Christmas party playlist that was the sort of trigger. And uh, he said I've got it here. Your home is not an environment I care to visit. What with your weird cataloging system, too many cups, and now this. And I was like, too many cups? What are you talking about? And uh, he said, you mentioned once in NMS that someone in your, if someone in your house wasn't actively using a cup, they didn't all fit in the cup cupboard, which is, which is absolutely true. Like, we have too many cups, but there's always someone drinking something out of a cup, so it doesn't matter, right? And I just thought, some of the weird shit I say, and the fact that people remember it, is even yeah. more bizarre. <laughs> like, I just, it really made me think. And then he put, I only remember the important things, half an elephant. And I can't remember who I asked this the question, but there was something to do with I can't remember the question now. There was something to do with um, half an elephant that is just like playing on my mind. So I kind of want to go back and go, what was that question? But then I also don't want to ask people what was it that I said on a show, however many months or years ago, about an elephant because I almost don't want to know. Was it? It wasn't to do with when I when you asked me. I can't remember what the the, the question was. Um, you asked me if I like own an elephant or what I'd do if I had an elephant. <laughs> and I said I'd just have it in my house at all times. So if I ever had a lunch, I could go. I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> like, do you know what? I forgot about I don't know if that's the same. Uh, hopefully he's listening now and he can confirm whether or not that's the same elephant. I was going to say, I, I, told, I told my mom when I was five, when I, when I grew up, I wanted to be an elephant. But that's... <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's got nothing to do with me at all. I, uh, Can I ask you <laughs> something, something about the cups, right? So, what happens when you like go on holiday and you wash all your <laughs> stuff? Like, surely then you're leaving cups out. 
Like, I'm all no. for anarchy, but it's a bit far, that, isn't it? <laughs> there's always someone in there. No, there's not always someone in there. We have, um, in, in the cup cupboard, which is next to me here, the top shelf is quite high. So at push, we can put some of the smaller cups inside some of the bigger cups. Yeah. Um, and they they will fit on the shelf because it's got that little bit of extended height. Um, can you count so how many cups are there? I count how many cups are in there. Yeah. Oh, well, right now, uh, one, two, three... Oh, I can't remember doing this. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. There's about twenty-six in there at the moment. Twenty-six. There's about five or six in the dishwasher, maybe. Right. So what? Like 20, thirty cups then. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there'll be a few upstairs as well, no doubt. Right. What I'll do then is I'll put a discount on our website for the new album, 27% for the next few days if you pre-order it to commemorate how many ridiculous amounts of cups you have as a stand of how stupid it is. <laughs> will you actually do that? Yeah, I'll do. So I'll do it. It'll be the code will be NMS. 27. And the new segment of NMS is how, how does Mike organize his cups? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, organizing with Mike 5. <laughs> yeah. Do you steal them? Is it like a 5 figure discount going on? No, so the bottom shelf is glasses, and most of those are stolen from pubs. <laughs> Apart from there's a, there's a couple of gin glasses. I don't like gin; it tastes like paint stripper. And there's a couple of wine glasses uh, that we probably bought. But um, all the pint glasses in there are nicked from various pubs. Uh, wait, wait, when you say cups, you do mean drinkable ones, not protect your balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mugs. I mean, they say cups. They're not cups at all. They're mugs. We're not a cup household. They're all mugs. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll take that. Oh, yeah, man, I hate to cut this short, but uh, we are out, we are literally out of time. <laughs> oh man, I can't and, believe the last we, three we minutes of that was my cup conversation. Yeah, we, we of course we fish in cups and balls, right? So <laughs> 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 you, you you know this is a guy's podcast when, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this interview in particular has gone really well. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, it's been great fun and. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll say uh, thank you to Danny first because he got his two cents in a few times, but for most part, we remain quiet. So, Danny, thank you for joining us again. It's been a long time. No worries. Thank you for having me. And Matt, our hashtag NMS resident, thank you as always for joining us again. Always a great time, buddy. No, it's thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, NMS 27. That'll be the discount for the next few days on the album. <laughs> What's the um, where, where can people pre order that? Uh, what's the link without andrew.bigcartel.com without andrew I'm just going to type it in so I can tweet that fabulous discount in what's the code NMS27 yes brilliant right we'll we'll promote that for you (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you guys it's been an absolute pleasure yeah thank Thank you so much guys no worries thank you alright we'll talk to you soon guys take care thank you see you bye bye All right, guys, we just uh, finished uh, with without Andrew, so we're just going to call Mike back here real quick because it's always happens like normal, but it's no problem. So we'll get him back in just one moment. Call him right now. And uh, yeah, we had a great time. Hey, Mike. Hey. <laughs> so I 
that was a lot of fun, but what a way to finish up the, the interview, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I never thought I would count that. That's a lot of cups, isn't it? I should get rid of some of those. Well, you know what, man? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I got a, I got a couple like uh, kind of on, on display shelf, and one is a, kind of like more like a sentimental thing I've had for like about twenty years at least. But mm. the other one, unfortunately, I for, had a couple weeks for like at least one day of the week I was extremely clumsy, so I chipped my NMS mug a little bit enough that I couldn't drink out of it. So I got that on display now too. So nice. And so, but other than that, I, I actually, actually, I thought I'm more mugs. I actually don't. I got a couple of uh, mugs from from the airport where I work at. Yeah. That they gave it to us free like three or four years ago. I've got uh, one that my dad got me in France, and uh, I've got uh, I think that's pretty much it, honestly. Oh no, I got that the, the Keep Calm Rock On one, but uh, other than that, uh, the only other mugs I have, I got one like humongous one, and it's, it's like a like a kind of like a fur baby mug, you know, this thing from the, from the pet, so like the kind of dad's mugs or thing. But this thing is oh, huge, man. This could fit like like three or four large copies, and it used to be on like all day. So, uh, not not a thermos, but close, you know? <laughs> Fair play, man. I mean, it doesn't sound like you've got enough mugs and I've got too many, so maybe I should ship you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, they're, 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 they're what we do, we, uh, not to say we don't have, we're not to say we don't have others, and one's a glass one, and there's our Kim's, and uh, Kim, Kim's, Kim's too good for coffee at home, so she buys her coffee every morning the way it works, but that's her money, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know she's in close range, so she's kind of smiling. She's right um, behind you, she? <laughs> uh, hey, hey, yeah, they're right behind me, aren't they? Actually, no, she's good, she's good 10 feet away. She's wrapping presents at the, at the dining room table right now, so. So I, I'm not even sure she had me because she gets smiling. She's like, hi. Like, I'm not, not sure she's heard me, but it's not a bad thing. <laughs> good. Um, the new without Andrew is amazing we both love it and um if you're listening to the to this now you should go and buy it uh using the code nms27 and you get 27 percent off that's amazing yeah that's awesome so uh, yeah. but a big thank you to to danny and matt for joining us like i said monique couldn't make it she actually does have to work at 5 a.m tomorrow morning that's maybe why she can come on so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to make it up at some point but let's kick it off uh, like a uh, put their day a brand new high front just because i was trolling around the bank camp like new high front yes and but you know like name your price but no i paid for it anyways i'm not like so I, and it was the same thing with the new grim album which we're gonna play a song off in part two because he sent me the song it's a whole new album coming out but and then I forgot about it. So come on, bank camp. So go bank camp. Oh, bot. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so here we go with a brand new high front, high front, which is Canadian band from Ottawa, Ontario. So they're about six hours uh, east, uh, no west, west, west. Anyways, point being is Ottawa's in Ontario. My geography is not always that good, especially this time of night. So, <laughs> so keep driving in one direction. You might uh, yeah, exactly. Look at their look at their subway because certain highways are northeast, certain highways are east west. So you're bound to come to an impasse at some point. But that aside, let's get to the music and let's kick this off. Again, uh, pretty heavy here to start. So here we go with High Front and You Betray Your Headspace. Do this.
headspace high front with you betray your headspace that was pretty heavy like I was telling Mike off air that had a bit of a, a Pantera feel to it uh, um, and just like it's heavy as, as always and just like fuck right in your face a good uppercut and good you know like like here we go let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do this but yeah awesome tune um, and the thing with high front is they, they always they they they, they it's, it's nice because they're always, I mean, bands are obviously changing in some form or another, but with their metal direction, it's like they keep on switching it up. So, you know, it's almost like uh, it's it's a map, but not, they're, they're not giving you the exact direction. It's like, no, we're going to start straying this way. They're going to come back. We're going to go, let's say, Pantera, they come back and do double up, do like Megadeth or nice. you know, that, that sort of like sound quality or feel to it. So not exactly like it, but that sort of idea, you know? Kind of heavy, 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 or just like a, a, like a muffled heavy, so like more like distortion on 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 the on the that sort of thing. But that's what I love about these guys. I mean, it's not just that they're Canadian because I'm very proud of them being Canadian as well. But that's the main reason that the fact they switched up and they kind of they kind of uh, uh, to quote Trent Reznor, kind of rich and dragging, shaking you in different directions with the, with the the metal and different uh, um, tonalities they're dealing with. Man, you have said it 100%. I'm so with you on that, man. They, I mean, they're fantastic. I think the best way, say, um, uh, without Andrew, just uh, have, have tweeted that discount code and said 27% off the UAM because Mike is a monster. And I'm going to say that. <laughs> We're going to say, if you want a monster, that riff in that high front song, just to tie it back, is an absolute monster riff. Like, it's so fat. It's so ridiculously big. It sounds amazing. It sounds a bit like Sepulchre, <laughs> doesn't it? <Yeah. laughs> it's so, <laughs> so ridiculously big. Um, the, uh, it, it sounds like Sepultura. It's got a Max Cavalera kind of thing to, yeah, the, eh? to the guitar riff, um, which is wicked. Um, I've also just found out from uh, from the Metal Birds that in 1965, a hamburger was 20 cents in Detroit. So when we were talking about the dollar sandwich right. earlier, that's quite a lot for a sandwich, I would say. Um, yeah. for, for well, I, I just I, I thought I thought the dollar I, I could have been wrong. It could have been fifty cents. You know, you never know. But the fact is, that, you know, it since it was a little pricey. Okay, well, you know, are we gonna do the song or are we gonna re-record it? Right. <laughs> well, that changes everything. <laughs> oh please. If we're now going to change, oh my god! How's it change everything? Up. It's still expensive. No matter you look at it, like <laughs> it's blowing my mind. It's not a question where it grips it. You know, come on. Like... <laughs> oh man, this has been such a random thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, what's going on? What's happening next? Oh well, well, next man. Well, 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 well. Oh, so. <laughs> So next up we have next up we have brand new high front from their album uh, Life in 20 except this is a remix uh, of, of the album version and that was as it was put to me in a DM probably the best version out there so make sure you play that one instead but uh, they uh, they hooked up with uh, um, some people in California who remixed it uh, who was kind of like so not charging anything but just remixed it kind of with, uh, as far as your instrumentation goes but man it is a good remix so if anybody who has the album will, will be able to kind of tell this does kind of subtle differences and if you haven't bought it it's on their band camp right now under the metal birds like in 20 and it's a 10 buck minimum but suggest you give more so if you don't have it right now go ahead right now and we'll wait for you so, <laughs> so, so <laughs> do it so here we go with the metal birds and impossible dig this 
Right on, the Metal Birds and Impossible. Uh, man, what a great track that was. The vocals were awesome, like so powerful. And mm. man, I just loved the, the soloing, and that was very, very cool. It was like, it was like, I had that 80s, 90s uh, uh, mix and tonality to it. It's uh, not not necessarily tapping, but just to kind of, I'm not sure quite how to put it, but the, the, put it, but put it, uh, put it. Part my very bagging. Oh my gosh, I can see. I suppose say part my very bag bag English, bad English. <laughs> so as I was saying, I know it's just it's just one of those nights. It's been a long week. Like I'm good now, but it's been a long week. But either way, it was a great tune. Like, I love the vocals. Like I said, very very powerful. Love the soloing and love the kind of we'll call it um, not quite tapping, but just kind of the high using the, the higher uh, higher octaves and, and higher frets to get that, that cool kind of picking and twanging. Uh, but definitely a badass tune. I mean, the solo album's good. It's, it's called Life in Twenty, so it's another band camp. I can tell you to pick it up, please. And thank you. But a great tune, and and uh, thanks to the, to the Metal Birds for saying it's just a badass remix of their song Impossible. Is, I mean, it sounds amazing, doesn't it? It's a really, really good um, mix of that tune. Uh, to be honest, the um, the original mix of that tune is pretty awesome as well. So, <laughs> uh, happy days. But, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know what it is about this band, but they've just got this massive sound. It just sounds absolutely awesome. Um, this is the final track on that EP, isn't it? And it just kind of, like, it leaves you wanting more. The way it kind of fades out there at the end, I can't remember if it does that on the original mix, but it just leaves you going... Oh, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Guitar skills are fine, man. They are so good. Like, it, I know what you mean. It's just like, you know, screaming, screeching little guitar licks and all the pull-offs and the hammer-ons and the bends and everything. It just sounds absolutely fit, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty lush. And then the vocals. I mean, she's an awesome vocalist uh, anyway, but the just, I don't know, there's something that's got a really deep... Suzanne's just got this, like, I don't know what you call it, but it's just this kind of something in the timbre of her vocal, I suppose you would say, is just like resonates. You can feel it going around the room. It just sounds awesome. So, yeah, it's a great mix of a great track. Um, I'm not really a mixing engineer type person, so I couldn't tell you much. Nor of the am I. I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I know I, know I like it, I know I want to hear, but. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We like it, we don't know why. I, I, I know <laughs> I want to hear, but I just don't know how exactly kind of translate and mix that into proper music you know what i mean like i can give ideas of what kind of comes up my head it's always the clearest thing in the world but you know so yeah definitely and we've compared songs to all sorts of things i think we compared them to biscuits once yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's cool um but also they're tuning in they said they're having a, a great laugh they said they've we've been lolling is that a word so far all the way through the show they found us amusing that's how i would yeah <laughs> they, th they think we're funny well they didn't realize we're just a bit stupid Oh yeah. Well, um, By the way, I've just got a tweet that says "fucking cups." <laughs> <laughs> well, real quick before we get to our next song, um, if anybody watched Seinfeld, when uh, um, uh, this kid hears uh, because he heard Jerry swore he's swearing now, and and like, oh, what do you think, Jerry? Ah, Jerry's a funny fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know it's quick sidetrack, but it kind of had to do with it. It's kind of, kind of sorry, but it's Jerry Seinfeld. But anyway, so moving on, man, we got a, a badass tune. I did play this last week, so I figured, I figured it would fit in better this week. And it's a very cool song. It's by a band called Enigma. It's called White Zombie. Dig this. Zombie, 
influences in there and one I didn't mention to you but um, tell me they didn't have a little bit of a seething Akira in there right oh yeah totally but totally. there's a couple spots a couple of vocals and more or less we'll, we'll call it the screams where it, it reminded me instantly instantly of uh, at the drive-in and specifically their album Fellowship of Command is like that was pretty badass like the last time I've heard something like that was Body Jar so that was really cool like I really enjoyed that and I was singing myself too when I, when I initially listened to it the first time around uh, I was like uh, it's almost got a bit of Sonic Youth in there too like kind of kind of uh, grungy but more kind of metal pop than you know than uh, but either way it's still awesome then kind of like grunge punk I should I would put it <laughs> yeah man it's, I mean wow it's it's a huge song right? it's just got loads and loads what I love about that actually is it's a really heavy tune but there's not necessarily loads of like um, distortion on the guitars it's quite it's just really spaced and then they just hit on things and they just drive that amp and it just sounds absolutely lush but it's absolutely banging I definitely agree that you know as soon as you said oh there's a bit about the driving in that bit obviously I've got a slight delay and that bit came on a few seconds later I was like oh yeah it totally is <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly what you meant when I heard it uh, and of course a bit of a Mars Volta vibe of course as well um, which is obviously linked and it's just yeah it's just brilliant absolutely brilliant I love that well um, before I get to our next song I was mentioning this to you off air <clears throat> and I can't remember I heard it but I just heard this literally recently so within the past like uh, three days or so and I was like, no way, that's amazing. Uh, so uh, back in 89, when um, Megadeth uh, were, you know, so Davis Stan was looking for a like, new guitarist and uh, and uh, new drummer, right? And uh, Or at least new guitarist. So what I didn't know is that uh, Mr. Dimebag Daryl played for Pantera, actually auditioned for Megadeth. And obviously he was good enough for the job. But the reason why he didn't take it is because he couldn't convince Dave Mustaine to take his brother, the drummer, Vinnie Paul, as well. 
So instead, they stuck with Pantera, and then um, Cowboys from Hell came out, and then, I know, Vulgar Display of Power, and so on and so forth. Isn't that crazy? Like, imagine if those two guys from Pantera ended up in Megadeth. Oh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, it would be a completely different sound. I couldn't even imagine of what Rust and Peace would sound like if, you know, it had been the tables turned that way. Like so, you know, no, no. From the thing like Dimebag Joe and and Vinnie Paul to to Marty Friedman and Nick Menza, right? Like it's like completely different sound altogether. It would have been, been a cool, but I, I, I still I couldn't I can't fabricate that even in my mind. Like, what? I don't even know what it would sound like. Be badass as hell, but you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those like. Also, you never know. Like, um, I think you can get them everywhere now. I'm sure they're like on YouTube. But when I was growing up, everyone talked about these first few Pantera albums that were kind of like glam rock albums. Okay. And I, I, I had like a bootleg of one of them. And it was, I mean, when I say bootleg, it was literally someone had, you know, downloaded it from LimeWire or something. Right. <laughs> like, you know, a semi official bootleg. <laughs> I'm sure. You can get them just on YouTube or whatever now, but it's a completely different sound, and it's kind of shit, <laughs> but kind of good. Like you know, like Phil and Samuel's vocals in some of that stuff. It, you know, it's a lot like kind of the Cemetery Gates type vocal, where it's right. you know, kind of Daniel Brucey. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of glammy, and then and then they kind of went. The way we yeah. were. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, and then he, they, you know, and then they kind of went. Nah, fuck that. We want to be in a different kind of band. It's just like it would be amazing to hear, even if they did like an album. It'd be amazing to hear what it sounded like. I haven't heard that song in so long. It's like the cemetery <laughs> gate. Dun, 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 dun. It's like yeah. it's great, isn't it? It's yeah, so yeah. But, but yeah, it's it almost like, so like an eighties, almost like a Judas Priest scream out the way we were. Uh, I will <laughs> lock my doors. You know, it's like the cemetery <laughs> gate. Like it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Guess what Boss is gonna be doing after the show tonight? So Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna be sleeping and you're gonna be racking up some Pantera yeah. full blast. <laughs> oh man, it's great. But yeah, I mean you should you know, check out those uh, I'm sure they'll be on YouTube or wherever, or they probably get taken down, don't they? But see if you can find any of those. I think there's about four or five glam rock uh Pantera albums that are really bizarre. And the reason you can't find them is because as soon as they did Cowboys from Hell right. and changed direction and everything, they cut every they got rid of everything from the past and just denied it ever happened basically <laughs> <laughs> so you can't get anywhere you can't fucking well it, it's 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 yeah. it'd be, it'd be like going it'd be like going all together run for a cover and then they go into like something like kiss you know what were we thinking you know <laughs> man you're spot on yeah. <laughs> all right man well let's keep the good times going here's some more badass music this band's called as december falls and the song's called afterglow do this
on as December falls in a song called Afterglow. And just real quick, in a response to High Front, you're right. I, I can be a bit directly impaired sometimes. And it is it is East. And I did say at first, but like, no, I changed my mind for whatever reason because I got Windsor mixed in my head because I'm so close to Windsor as well. So I do thank you for that. I'll see my bed. So thank you for correcting me there. But after Afterglow by As December Falls, man, what a great tune. She has got a fantastic voice. And I mentioned to you, Mike, off air that I heard a little bit of Veruca Salt in there as, as well. I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. Like, vocally, that was pretty badass. But what a good kind of powerful, like, um, emo, uh, I know, emo punk pop, I guess you could say. But, like, it just, just really enjoyed it. But, like, it's just, like I said, most of all, like, that's some great vocals. Very, very powerful. And, and it just nice more and more. The female vocals are coming out and showing what they got, and they man, it just wiped out of the park. It's so so good. I mean, it's a huge vocal performance that one. It's just absolutely mind-blowingly massive, and it's got this, you know, new wave rock and roll, fast-paced, in-your-face kind of. Oh, look at that! I rhymed. I didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> just uh, craziness to it, which is so good. It's massive, and then the guitars just drive it. It's got this massive rhythm section. Oh, I enjoyed that a lot. I was bopping around like a crazy person in his kitchen listening to music at half eleven at night. But yeah, it was great. It was absolutely brilliant. I really, really enjoyed that. Well, we have still a few more to do for part one, uh, so we got uh, three more. And you know, it's uh, just real quick. Uh, Grim tweeted and he mentioned, you know, in his teens, like uh, um, how some friends liked the Mars Volta and they thought they were shit. And then he he <laughs> and he mentioned, but no, no, it's cool because he mentioned Sparta's like, man, that's one band that not too many people mentioned. That was another another side product of that drive-in. And the first song, Wiretap Scars, like was was actually a really really good album but you never hear it. it's always either Marshall or a drive-in you never hear people talking about Sparta but there you go but it's a cool one as well so thank you Grim for bringing it up because I was actually thinking about mentioning it as well but he beat me to the punch but good on you for that it's awesome so next up um, this is another song that um, it's a great tune and but I, th- I figured it fit better with this week's show so here's a band called Defeatist and the song's called Never Enough dig this
right on, defeatist and never enough. Man, that was a really cool t- uh, song. Heavy, but you know what? It just it had that. Um, even though it was kind of heavy, let's we'll say like maybe I'll, I'll, I'll turn a mill. It still had kind of that a little bit of an eighties vibe to it, like vocally, and even with the the, the mixing in, in some instances, it had almost like like it uh, almost like an echo to the background for first little part, which was used quite a bit in the eighties. But man, did it ever sound good! Mm, yeah nice nice man that sounded so 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 massive like all the tunes so far have just i don't know i keep like looking at my speaker again i've like, like turned it up because it all sounds so far everything is just blasting it's really good man the how tight were those guitar chops like the just the, there was nothing in between them they were absolutely bang on every time it was really good and like you said the vocal yeah definitely had that um kind of was it like a slap back there I don't know some sort of echoey thing which was cool but that was just oh that was a big tune I enjoyed that (laughs) it really made me smile listening to that I was like wow this is so cool we've had a kick ass show so far I know we only have uh, two songs left for part one but part two is going to be quite the trip let me tell you and it's really some oldies but goodies and I had reasoning behind it I just like had a certain mix in mind and uh but yeah so we'll get that uh shortly enough so next up is another new song from uh, one of our favorites and even though he's only been interviewed once on the show he with the amount of music he submits he should be a hashtag nms resident so i'm mr <laughs> ron bose so he did uh, this is another song he did with uh, a friend of his joseph rodriguez and the song's called traveling on dig this Just that kind of girl 
Okay. Um, uh, Ron Bowes and Joseph Rodriguez and part of my language, but holy fucking double <laughs> kick. That was amazing. I was like, I heard this. I was like, oh my God. Like, it's like, it's like fucking right. And you know, the, the, the song was, it was great. Like the first thing the sentence, but man, they, they go, they have that like almost like eighties, like metal feel to the entire time, you know, with a little bit of, like, we'll call it eighties pop, you know, like, so, I, I, I don't I don't want to be insulting and saying men without hats, but um, but uh, but um, man, what a great tune that was! Like Ron, like always, brother, your vocals are awesome, and you just you just it seems like he has no problem kind of fitting the genre of music he's playing and contributing to. So that was awesome and a great tune, and yeah, just like really run us to the eighties, and then you get to the end, and then boah, in comes a double kick, like fucking right, like that was like <laughs> love that tune. Man, I I enjoyed that so much. I can't even begin to tell you that was absolutely fantastic. And the thing is, right, I was all geared up to talk about like how great the vocals were and how much I was enjoying the guitar. And then that guitar break was just awesome. That 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 would be worth five minutes of my time telling everyone how much I love that on its own. But what really occurred to me is before that guitar break, there is a bit where on the drums they're just hitting the bell on the ride cymbal and it just sounds so good and really gets you pumped and like gets the adrenaline going and then there's this big old tom feel like, doo, 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 doo. like Whoa! and then it goes into that fucking guitar break which is just like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's, it's ridiculously good i enjoyed that so much <laughs> that was so cool man but yeah talk what i mean these vocals are outstanding um, on that one, that's top top quality. Good, good range, old Ron, isn't he? He's got a fantastic range. Oh, absolutely. So our last song for part one, um, if people remember, I should have done a video uh, call out too, but I put a shout out uh, for any uh, Simon and Garfunkel covers. Uh, well, specifically, uh, um, um, the sound of silence. And the reason being is because today marks 15 years. Uh, my mother passed away, and Simon Garfunkel were one of her favorites. So I figured if we can get a good cover, we'll play that. Didn't happen. Not a big deal. So it's all good. But when I was thinking about it, you know, I kind of arranged part one, at least the the, the, the kind of the finished part of it, more towards uh, music she'd like. I mean, she wasn't exactly a metalhead, you know. Like, no, she was. And it's funny you mentioned because you just listened to Andrew Lloyd Webber, so like a lot of those plays, right? Oh, but yes. but she did. She was into like you no know, classical, like jazz, blues, and some folk and some uh, <clears throat> some uh, different rock. So she's more. She was again. She was a, a Beatles as opposed to Rolling Stones sort of thing, right? right so, yeah, yeah. but anyway, so I was like, you know what? That's that's not a big deal. And I want to try to get a couple songs there, kind of kind of geared towards that. And this last song, besides being an awesome album called Songs for Gentle Souls, which is just an awesome title itself, by a band called The Far North. And as people know, we have Leon from The Far North, and he's a hashtag animus resident. Uh, so because oh, yeah. he'll be back on in February when they re- release their new single. But yes. uh, so I wanted to play one of their one of their songs from their album. And, you know, uh, the tweeting was going on like normal. And I, and I told, I asked him, I said, okay, well, we're definitely playing, you know, the far north uh, this Saturday, and I said, "No, it's okay. We play this song." So they couldn't confirm. Like, yep, it's okay, good to go. So awesome. So here we go. Uh, <clears throat> this is not just because of kind of what kind of some of what tonight is, but it's a great song nonetheless. So here we go with the song called "Grace" by the far north 
by the Far North, author new song, uh, author new song, author new album called called the Songs for Gentle Souls, which is amazing by the way. And like I said the other week, I bought two copies. Like I didn't, I kind of kind of had, had a had a, had a kind of um, brain freeze moment. It's like oh, it's okay. So so I have it on <laughs> iTunes and Bandcamp, but it's the good none, nonetheless because it's a great album. So I got two different areas to listen to it. So here yeah. we go with the Far North and a song called Grace. Dig this.
Right on. That was the far north with Grace. And I picked the students specifically just because I loved the 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 um eighties uh folk folk rock feel to it and I and I stressed that because uh like I just said to Mike, I was like, Holy Bruce Springsteen Lee, man, you you harnessed your inner Bruce Springsteen because wow, that was killer. The last little part. I'm not a huge Springsteen fan, but man, you you uh you you guys did justice and nailed it. What a great tune. Uh like lyrically, vocally, and like I said, it had <clears throat> it was like uh folk folk rock, but like folk rock with an ace twist on it, and that's what made it that that the song that it is so that was graced by the far north off their new album songs for gentle souls yeah that was absolutely outstanding wasn't it it's such a beautiful track it's a great album it's a beautiful track best way to put it mike you're absolutely right beautiful track yeah and it, it really is and i I, lo- I mean i'm the same as you i love the outro to that it reminds me of elbow one of the things i miss about live music which i haven't seen a band for so long uh, but one of the things i miss is just seeing uh, elbow who i've seen quite a few times and they're one of those i'm sure i've said before on the show they're one of those bands where i've got a couple of albums that don't really listen to them but you see them live and they're right. outstanding like they, it just doesn't come across as well i don't think personally on the album but um, but it's got that just that anthemic emotive passionate kind of you know the way it does the rounds and it's it's you know it doesn't even matter what he's singing. He could be singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat, and I'd still want to cry my eyes by the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Oh. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. But obviously he's not. It helps that he's singing something better than that. But, um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, uh, row, 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 Row. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I just mean, because no, that's that, got no, the rounds in it as well, isn't it? You can do the rounds. It's funny, man. Oh, no, I'm not saying it. I just wasn't expecting that. That's all I was thinking. Oh, oh dear. Some so, of the shit we come out with. I know, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like, I had queued up. Uh, oh, I thought I had queued up. So just give me one moment here to get our outro ready. Um, because for some reason. <laughs> While you do that, Grimm's written, pretty sure Rod Stewart is kicking himself that you hadn't heard this in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> seconds here and uh we'll see what we can correct this little issue <laughs> so go so I'll give me one moment here and it's gotta be well while you do that i'd like to say that um despite, despite <laughs> the various, various comments i enjoyed counting the cups in my cupboard live on air earlier <laughs> okay was, well uh, you know what for some reason, it's not popping up, so we're just going to do Cougar Ant Laser. <laughs> so we'll, we'll that take us out, then we'll correct the problem for part two. So it's been an <laughs> awesome part one. We had a great interview with uh, without Andrew, so we talked to Danny and Matt, and uh, followed by some kick-ass heavy tunes, and uh, we're, gonna, we're up for quite the download spiral for uh, hashtag download rabbit hole for part two. 
So uh, we're back in, let's say, what do you say, Mike, about 15-ish minutes? Yeah. So until then, it's been Dr. Bones saying Bones Out and Mike 5 saying. Yes. And here we go with Krieger Ant Laser, which is just as funny, but it's just not quite Krieger Out. So <laughs> <laughs>